Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day we are watching this broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Tangumonkan with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy the potential. There is great potential in you. You are not the result of cosmic accident. You are no monkey's cousin or chimpanzee's uncle. God created you in his image and likeness and has a purpose for your life. I want to thank you for joining us today. I have a packed program for you. Will you do me a favor? There are three things I want you to do for me. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Invite somebody to join us. Share the broadcast. And the last thing is for you to get a copy of my book. Racism, where is your sting? If you have, if you subscribe to Amazon Prime, I think you have free access to the book on Kindle. I made it free on Kindle. If you need more than one copy, discounts are available. Reach out to me. You can get information on how to reach out to me on the link that is included at the bottom of this broadcast. The book is $10. It's affordable. Get more than one copy. Support this initiative. It's a message of hope. And we need your support to remain in the air. Thank you for doing that. I've been talking about the end of racism. We are in chapter six. Racism has an end. Be part of the solution. Let us start with you. Everything I'm saying today it's going to be about you and no other person. Don't transfer it to some other people. I want the change to start with you. Be the change you desire to see in the world. We'll be talking about a subject today that I wish I was not talking about it. But we have to talk about it because we cannot run away from it. So far in chapter six, we've seen that the way for you to put an end to racism is to know who you are. Know who you are is very important because your assignment and the resources you have to carry out that assignment is tied to your identity. 
No wonder the devil attacked or tempted Jesus Christ in that area. If Jesus doubted who he was, that would have jeopardized his mission. No wonder the devil asked him two times, if you be the son of God, if you are the son of God, do this, do that. Jesus used the word of God to, defend, to defeat him. The word of God is clear. We've been created in the image and likeness of God. And most of us like to wrap our identity in our culture. Uh, some say I'm African. What's that? Africa is the name of a continent. They could call it anything. Somebody came out with the name Africa. That's not your identity. Or some say I'm white. That's not your identity. It's a color. Some say I'm black. That's not your identity. It's a color. And some say I'm an engineer, no, teacher, preacher, whatever job you do is a job you do. It's not you. You, your identity is in Christ. So know your identity. Secondly, know that you're a child of God. Thirdly, know that you are not inferior. You are not a child of the lesser God. You are not inferior. You might have been told you're inferior. You might have been treated in an inferior way. It doesn't make you inferior. Please, please, bear with me. Can you do this one thing? Don't allow the expectations of other people to become your reality. Let God's reality become your reality. Number four, you are not superior. Some think they are superior. Just because you think you are superior doesn't make you superior. You are not. There's one human family. There's one human race. You're different. But difference doesn't mean superiority or inferiority. We're going to talk about the fifth one today. <clears throat> the end of racism. Number five. Racism and Christianity do not mix. Racism and Christianity do not mix. Can I just put this up front to you who is watching? Please do me a favor, share it, invite other people. I want to hear your comments. Unfortunately, I can't interact with you directly right now because this is being streamed on multiple channels. That notwithstanding, I would truly like to hear what you think. Let, let me hear your comments. If racism and Christianity can mix. Huh. Christianity, basic definition of Christianity, basic definition of Christianity is people who are following Christ. People who are following Christ. People who want to be like Christ. People who are imitating Christ. People who are acting like Christ. People who are taking their orders from Christ and executing. People who believe in Christ and are following him. He's leading them. That's why Christianity and racism cannot mix. For God so loved the world that he sent 
his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, or should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Can you imagine? God loves everybody. Jesus died for everybody. Can I, can I emphasize this point again? Let me, let, me, let me put it again this way. God loves everybody. Everybody is dear to God. That is why his son died for everybody. The amount of melanin in somebody's skin does not determine how much God loves that individual. God has no favoritism. He loves everybody. He loves the whole world. And that is why Christ came and died for everybody. He did not die more for a particular group of people and died less for a particular group of people. Everybody is equal before God. There's one human race and God loves all of us equally. Some are not inferior, some are not superior. And that is why if you say you're a Christian, which means you are following Christ. You better do what Jesus will do. You better do what Jesus has done. He died for everybody. He's calling on everybody to get reconciled to God. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you think? There's something about you that makes you somehow better, superior than other people that Christ died for. This has to change and it has to start with you. And for those of you who think, oh, I'm inferior, who told you that? Who? God? Jesus died for everybody the same. Racism and Christianity should not appear in the same sentence. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there has been a history of segregation in the Christian church. Yes, let's talk about it. Is it apartheid in South Africa where the Africans could not fellowship with their fellow brethren? Are we having a country club or is it the church of God? Was it in America in the past? The Caucasians and the rest of the people, the African Americans, people of darker skin tone or brown skin could not fellowship together. There has been a history of segregation in the church, in the Christian church, yeah, Christian church. This must not be condoned. This must not be condoned. And that segregation has not. Yeah, Sunday morning, we already talked about that. It's one of the 
hours at 9 a.m. in the morning where people go their separate ways. We have a lot of justifications for it. But the excuses we make don't hold. We are uncomfortable interacting with other people for obvious reasons. And that is why we need to put an end to it. It has to start with you. We are supposed to be the children of light and to show the world how to treat all God's children, isn't it? We have to lead the way because we have Christ in us. The Bible is very clear. Your body is the temple of God and the Holy Spirit is living in you. Are you trying to tell me that some bodies are not good enough for God to indwell them? And if God is indwelling all our bodies and all our bodies are God's temple, or the temple of God and the Holy Spirit is in us, what makes you look down on other people and what makes you look down on yourself? Doesn't make sense, isn't it? Please don't tell me about, oh, they treated me like this, or they're treating me like this, or they've talked to me like this, just because people try to say you are lesser than what God says you are. It doesn't mean you should accept it. I've talked about the 12 spies here, just because they saw giants in the land. Just because the 10 spies saw giants in the land does not mean that God's word saying they can take the land has changed. God's pronouncement on you is final. You've been created in his image and likeness. If you have given your life to Christ, if you have become a Christian, if you are following Christ, if you are a follower of Christ, Christ is in you, just as it's in the next person. It has nothing to do with melanin, has nothing to do with your skin color whatsoever. It's time to wake up. Unfortunately, we are living in a fallen world. Some of us who are supposed to be mature are still babies in the faith and are drinking milk instead of eating solid food. Let me ask you these questions. You can put some of the answers in, on the um, discussion. Are all people created in the image and likeness of God? Yes or no? Do you pay lip service to this? And in your heart, believe and expect the contrary? So let's say you, you say, oh, all are created in God's image and likeness. Yet in your heart, you believe that some are inferior. How did you arrive at that conclusion? What makes anybody think they are superior to others? I already said that what shall it profit a, a, a person if they gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? Or what can they give in exchange for your soul? If your soul is more valuable than anything on earth, than all the silver, all the gold, all the... So why are you using material things? To judge if somebody is superior or inferior. 
The soul is more important. And the soul is neither white, or black, or yellow, nor green, nor red, nor orange. And what makes anybody believe they are inferior? Says who? Stop regurgitating the lies that you've been fed. Remember, we've said this, it takes the person who believes they are superior and the one who believes they are inferior for this toxic virus of racism to spread. It takes, if everybody is comfortable and understand that we have one human race and they understand that we are children of God, identities in Christ, then you're not going to say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm less human. I need equality because we're already equal. This toxic virus is fueled by fear, greed, and selfishness. The scripture declares that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind, isn't it? The Holy Spirit of God in us is not a spirit of fear. Can the church turn up? and be light and salt instead of a country club when you meet on Sunday and your congregation does not reflect your city. Whose church are you? What's driving your congregation? Is that how your workplace looks like? Is that how the Walmart shop from looks like? Is that how the high, the freeway looks like? Our churches must reflect our communities, must reflect our communities. If we are segregating ourselves in the name of, we just need to be comfortable, then we are making a mockery of being Christians, because if Jesus only thought about being comfortable and avoiding pain, avoiding discomfort, he would not have ended on the cross. And he has stated it very clearly. We must deny ourselves, carry our cross, and follow him daily. We must deny the need for the familiar. We must deny the need for the comfortable. We must deny the need, the need to put our culture, our experiences above the word of God. The command is very clear. Go into the world and make disciples of all nations, of all nations. We're living in a society where all the nations are coming to us. It's time to rise up to the occasion. People's souls are more important than the music style. People's souls are more important than the preaching style. People's souls are more important than the food, the, the clothes, and the music that we listen to or we use in worship. It's time to break off from those traditions and do what is right. Yeah, I've asked. Is the church a social club? Is it a country club? I've, I know I've asked too many questions. And we will not answer them because we should not be asking these questions in the first place, isn't it? 
you've read the, the book carefully, you must have answered all the questions by now. Nobody in the body of Christ should feel that they are superior or inferior. I'm going to say that again. Nobody in the body of Christ, nobody in the body of Christ, no Christian should feel that they are inferior or superior. None. If you do that, you are, you are following another Christ. You are not following the Christ of the Bible. The Bible is very clear. It doesn't mention what we are all one in Christ. We are all one in Christ. This is not a suggestion. It is a fact. It is a declaration. We are one in Christ. There's one body. Christ is the head. We are different members of the body, and no body is inferior. And if we believe in our heart of hearts that we are better than our other brethren in Christ, that our culture, our whatever, is, makes us better, we are practicing a different world, practicing another gospel. We need to repent. We need to change our thinking about these issues and open up and love all God's people. See, anything else is not sanctioned by scripture. We can justify it all day. God knows our heart. You know your heart. When you look at other people, what comes in your mind? How do you look at other people? Do you think because somebody has a different skin tone, therefore places them in a different category? You answer the question for yourself. You know. It's time to come clean and speak God's language. We are one in Christ. Unfortunately, some of the Christians, so-called Christians, have allowed fear and societal pressure to tell them how to relate to other people. This is not correct because our marching orders are from God and are spelled out in scripture. If we insist on doing our own thing and forming churches that do not reflect the diversity in our communities, then we are setting up country clubs, not churches. They are country clubs. If we insist that our church has to be reflect a certain demo, demography, which is contrary to the demography in our cities, those churches are country clubs. We can call it church all day long while doing our own thing. The church is the body of Christ, and if your community has people from different ethnic groups, the churches in that community must reflect this reality. Go figure out how to do it. Figure out how to do it. If you don't know how to do it, I was trying to get a book here that I've written on that subject. We'll talk about it some other time. Figure it out. Ask God. Ask God. How can our church reflect our community? It's not going to be easy. Let me just put it up from. It's not going to be easy. It was not easy on Christ to come and die for everybody. That is who we are following. It's not going to be easy. We've not been called to a life of ease. We've not been called to a life of ease. We cannot just do our own thing because 
is a natural thing that is comfortable and we are used to. Some of us are afraid that, oh, if we interact with other people, our children may get in or getting married and things like that. Therefore, we have to keep them away. I don't know who you are keeping away. We need to do some soul searching. It has to start with you. Some people say this is a difficult thing to do because people are more comfortable with their own kind and they like to do what comes naturally to them. Humanly speaking, this makes a lot of sense. But we are the people of God and have not been called to do what comes naturally to us. Remember Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane praying? Lord, if, if, if it were possible for this cup to pass away, let, let, it, let, let the cup pass away. But he said, not my will, but your will. Have you asked God's will concerning your congregation, concerning the friends you're having, concerning the people you invite in your house, concerning the people you hang out with? Have you asked God's will? Or you're just doing your own thing based upon your culture? Please don't get me wrong. This is not addressed to... Uh, this, I'm, not, I'm not pointing out any particular group of people. As I'm going to say, all of us are guilty of this. All of us are. Because most of the times, as I'm going to say, we like to hang around people that we know, people that speak like us. And that is why segregation is not just a Caucasian, African-American thing. The immigrants are setting up churches in America. You have Cameroonian churches, you have Nigerian churches that even go beyond being a Nigerian church. It's a church that's made up of a particular ethnic group from Nigeria. And the reason is what? Oh, we like to sing in our language. It can be Yoruba or Igbo. We like to dress in a particular way, you know, going before God. We need to use our culture to worship God, of course. You're not in Nigeria for crying out loud. You're not in Cameroon or Ethiopia or Korea or Japan. You're not in America. Can you wake up to the reality that your environment has changed? Why are you trying to create Korea here or create China here or create uh, uh, um, Liberia here or Nigeria or Cameroon here? What is, what is God telling you? What is God's assignment for you? We can justify it and spiritualize it all day long. But the fact is this. We are afraid to reach out to other people who like to be comfortable. It's about us. It's about our music, our food, our dressing. God comes secondary. We may say we're doing it unto God, of course, but just because we're doing it unto God doesn't mean that we're honoring God. Why are we not reaching out to other people? Oh, everybody's going to reach out to their own people, right? Not in America. We've been sending missionaries for, for a long time. How do you feel the missionaries showed up and people told you, oh, dude, go and reach out to your own people. Why, why are you coming to us? How is that going to go? We are called to be the hands, feet, and eyes of Christ and to carry our cross and follow Jesus Christ 
daily. I had already touched on this issue of being called to carry our crosses daily in one of the previous chapters. And it's been restated here because the idea of being comfortable permeates our society and has invaded the church. It's all about comfort. Don't say anything is going to make people uncomfortable. We show up on Sunday, we do our thing, and throughout the whole week, our lives don't reflect anything that will point people to Christ. We should not be afraid to belong to the same church with people from different ethnic backgrounds just because we are afraid that our children may intermarry and we will lose our societal status. Have you forgotten that you are first a citizen of heaven before the citizen of any country on earth if you are a child of God? Jesus did not die There's more to following Jesus Christ than maintaining our cultures and social status. Jesus did not die for us to preserve our culture. Many people claim they are not racist, but their thoughts and actions betray them. Many claim, but their thoughts and actions, you know what you think about other people. Have you come to the realization that melanin, somebody's dark skin or light skin or yellow skin or brown skin does not make them inferior to you? Have you, have you settled that in your mind? Or you've justified it? That, oh, some people are less because of whatever criteria you're using. What you believe is going to make manifest. You see, when you hear their private conversations about other ethnic groups, you'll be shocked. These same people do not have friends from different ethnic groups because they do not trust people who do not look like them. I'm saying this across the board. You, you may be uh, a, a Cameroonian or Nigerian, Igbo, Yoruba, you call it Fulani, Arusa, whatever group, Korean, Chinese, Indian, wherever you're coming from, and your friends are not diversified, and you're living in the United States. I'm not being very specific to those in the U.S., and you don't have friends across the board. What is driving you fear? You don't want to hang around people you don't know, isn't it? You better figure out how to know them so that you can diversify your friends. See, I'm not only writing to Christians in the West. This is just Christians all over the globe. I mentioned that the popular a Kenyan law professor, an advocate for the eradication of corruption in Africa said the following. That is uh, Patrice Lumumba. He said the following. The blood of ethnicity among the African Christians is stronger than the blood of Christ. The blood of ethnicity among African Christians is stronger than the blood of Christ. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? So before you, you, you point your righteous fingers at uh, other people, I want you to point it to yourself. You're a Nigerian. Do you have friends that are not from Nigeria? You are Chinese. Do you have friends that are not from China? You are Korean. Do you have friends that are not from Korea? You should answer the questions. If you are a Christian, Christ died for everybody. You're not living in a multi-ethnic 
society, your life should reflect that. You should be reaching out to everybody. This is a very sad reality that must change, right? The church can and must do better because the world is looking up to us to lead the way. Now is to tear down the barriers that will set up and open the church up to other people. We need to learn about other people, visit them. Yeah, it's a process. It's going to take work. Learn about other people, visit them, invite them in your houses. Hear their stories. Eat with them, interact with them. Yes, that is what Christ would do. Remember him going to the sinners and, and the cast out and, and the public and the uh, uh, tax collectors and how the religious people of his day turned their nose, noses at him. Oh, he's a friend of sinners. He's hanging around with the drums. Christianity is not a Sunday something. It's a lifestyle. Follow Jesus. There are people coming from all over the world. It's time to open up. Not just live our lives and see if we don't care. Let it start with you. Let it start with you. Make it a habit. Invite other people to come have a meal. You don't need anything fancy. Just sit down on the table, have conversation, get to know them. And I tell my students all the time, when you meet somebody for the first time and they mention, oh, I'm from this country, we have Google for crying out loud. Can you just go home, Google a little bit about that country or about that state, about that people's group, and, and learn? Can you imagine if you did that throughout your whole life? Where each time you meet somebody new from a country you have never heard about, you go learn a little bit, ask questions, be, be genuinely interested. We are sharing the same globe. We are breathing the same oxygen. We bleed the same blood for crying out, may God help us. Let it start with you. It's important. It's important the conversation we have with our children about other people. I've said, invite them over to have meals at our tables. Don't just go to a restaurant. While it is great to meet in the church building, it is greater to meet at home over a meal and listen to each other. Please, we like to be religious. Oh, God's presence has shown up in church. How many times did Jesus heal people, forgive sins, and did miracles over a meal sitting in a house? How many times? It's a continuum. There's nothing so special about a church building. That is how we need to open up our homes and interact with people and see God move and do miracles where we can listen and show genuine interest in people, honor them, respect them, and treat them with God's love. We'll see miracles. You cannot practice Christianity and racism at the same time. Let me say it again. You cannot practice Christianity and racism at the same time. If you think this is possible, you are still in your If you think this is possible, you are still in your spiritual diapers. 
and it's time for you to grow up. We are one in Christ and should act as such. We are one in Christ and should act as such. It's not a suggestion. It's not something for you to either uh, accept or not. It's not something for you to choose to believe or not. It's what the Bible says. There's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither male nor female. We are one in Christ. We are one in Christ. How dare we use our cultures? How dare we use our personal preferences to segregate and divide the people of God? I hope you pick something today that will help you diversify your friends, diversify your church, and understand that Christianity and racism should not appear in the same sentence. Nobody is superior. Nobody is inferior. We're all one in Christ. God bless you. Share this broadcast. Stay tuned for more updates. We'll be completing chapter six next time. And it's going to be very informative for you. Thank you.